Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday, April 28th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Southern Indiana AD John Mark Hall adds the Associate Vice President title and will join President Ronald Rashawn's cabinet. USI President Rashawn noted, John Mark has been a key player in our transition to Division I athletics, and he is very deserving of this promotion. Grambling State AD Travian Scott inks a three-year contract extension that would keep him with the Tigers through 2028. Scott said, I am elated to continue to lead this department and look forward to continuing the upward trajectory of the Grambling State program. We will continue to ensure the success of our student-athletes and strengthening our relationships with our stakeholders both internally and externally. Anichols Carrie Cecil kicked off the Big Ten's introduction of new Commissioner Tony Petiti, who says his immediate attention will be to onboard USC and UCLA, and notes of future expansion. As Commissioner of the Big Ten, my job is to make sure it is as strong in the present and future as it's always been. I'll leave it at that. Meanwhile, Illinois Chancellor Robert Jones remarked during the presser that, the notion of expansion is not really at the top of our list at the moment. That's an honest answer. We're only going to do what's best for our current membership. There has to be some value added for expanding beyond. Petiti says of NIL that the system deserves a national solution. State by state doesn't seem to make sense. Petiti also remarks that his career experiences have encouraged him to embrace change, to innovate and to build consensus, and says he will take the same approach with the Big Ten. You can embrace change without having to really change the actual collegiate athletic model, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey would like to come to a scheduling decision during next week's annual spring meeting in Destin, pointing out that, eventually, we have to vote. So far, Sankey says not every school has made a decision on the format, and Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger notes that while Texas and Oklahoma do not get a vote, their administrators have been heavily involved in the discussions. One decision point involves the college football playoff expansion to 12 teams while the requirement for bowl eligibility will remain at 6 and 6, and Zanke says, we were asked by athletic directors on a video conference, help us think about what this means for bowl eligibility based on the two different formats and help us know what this means for CFP access. We've gone back to help our ADs think through the decision making. The NCHC is reportedly considering expansion by adding Arizona State. The Grand Forks Herald's Brad Elliott Schlossman observes that if the conference does vote to add Arizona State, which applied for membership in 2016 but was turned down, the league could go to an odd number of teams for the first time. Sun Devils head coach Greg Powers in October acknowledged the team was probably not ready in 2016, but is confident it is now. Powers noted, we've done everything the right way. We got competitive quicker than we thought we would. We qualified for the NCAA tournament. Now, we built a beautiful facility. We think we're ready. The league also discussed the possibility of moving under the umbrella of the Summit League, but Schlossman reports that, it does not appear there's a large enough consensus to make such a move at this time. Michigan State's baseball, softball and soccer stadiums recently flooded for the third time in seven years due to an overflow of the Red Cedar River. Spartans AD Alan Holler is ready for a permanent fix, saying, I mean, I get it. It's a floodplain. You can't really move a floodplain. But I do think over decades of having the same issue, we should be able to look at it and say, well, let's do something. It's on my plate now. It's on our clock. We've just got to have a sense of taking care of people better. I can't tell you I'm going to correct it next year. 
I can tell you that we're going to have a strategic approach to addressing it, whatever that is, if that's putting pumps out there, if it's moving the fields, whatever it is. But I just don't think every year we should have this issue. And we have it every year. And it has to be more than, well, you know, if they're only missing a couple of games. I think it's a little bit bigger than that. ECUAD John Gilbert has recommended naming a proposed indoor building on the Grady White Boats Athletic Campus, as the Isley Indoor Performance Center in recognition of Van and Jennifer Isley, who made a $5 million contribution to the Pirates Unite campaign for comprehensive excellence. Gilbert said, An indoor facility on our athletics footprint will be a powerful tool in recruiting for our coaches and be an essential space for our sport programs throughout the year. The investment by Van and Jennifer Isley makes this project realistic and we will begin looking at distinctive designs. We have had numerous individuals step up for the campaign to move this facility forward and strengthen our athletics department. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday, April 28. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.